0: Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Kathy Kirsten.
1: Well, hi, Lorenzo. Well, hi, Kathy. Well, thanks for being here. I know you. I have known you for years, (laughs) but I have never gotten to know you like I did whenever I read the Cilantro Diaries (laughs) because we're just co-working acquaintances. I
0: hope you don't hate me now that you've
1: read the <laughs> no. book. No. After you started naming names in your book, I was probably on, I don't know, chapter three. I went ahead and went to the um, the search engine and put my own name in to make sure I wasn't in your book. <laughs> and thankfully I wasn't. No, but there'd be no reason to because we just, we barely know each other. So it was so great.
0: That's in my next book. There You're you gonna go. are going to be in my next book.
1: you. I, I, I expect.
0: Yeah. I expect yeah. it.
1: But I do want to talk to you a lot about the Cilantro Diaries.
0: I would love to talk about okay, it.
1: Okay, because you... You mentioned some things. You were speaking my love language around (laughs) strengths. So I want to tease those out for our listeners I've already forgotten. Do I talk about strengths? You talk about strengths a couple of times. I knew that. And one of them is very, very dear and near to my heart. So, uh, But first off, as we begin, I want to know, what are your top five strengths?
0: So uh, my top five are context, restorative, activator, positivity, and woo.
1: And if you're going to sum those up, if you're going to sum those up, what do those mean for you?
0: You know, um, I fall in love with these five more over time mm-hmm. because I feel like they, when I embrace them, they're just so, they're just so me. And so I feel like I'm looking at like my strength's fingerprint. It's like only I have it. And, and so to me, I mean, I feel like uh, I can I can put everything I do, everything I work on in One of the five, like I know exactly what it is. So, and I'll tell you, my number one is the one that I really, if you, if you get to know me, I always, I'm a context. like I'm so context that if I'm going to have a meeting with someone, I'll call someone else and be like, Hey, what's the story with so-and-so like, give me the, give me the story. And I'm just like, I have to know the context. probably why I love biographies. I love, you know, um, I'm, there was a point when I worked in the UK with Rackspace where I was the annoying guy in the UK was like, well, we did this three years ago in the U S like, why are we doing this? They were like, shut up. It's not the U S you know? So, but I just, I can't turn my context off. Um, but, but to the strange world, I mean, it's, it's how I make decisions. It's how I process information. It's how I strategize. Um, and so I love it, you know? Um, so to me, I feel like I'm, I've, I've embraced how special I feel when I look at my top five, because I know who I am and I know what I'm not. I know that my five, you know, restorative activator, I, I want to get things done so badly. And it's why I think I work well with guys like Graham. You know, for those of you who don't know Graham Weston, um, because he's so strategic and I just want to pick up a shovel and start mm. digging. And so I think we go well together because I want to get things done. But also I want to get them done in a way where we're not creating enemies, where we're where, where winning people over to our cause. And that's what my strengths, I think like sum up for me
1: yeah your positivity and woo is easy to see you know like when <laughs> yeah. i see the combination of positivity and woo i think that's the party in a person <laughs> i want to go sit by that person and i think yeah. that's what you were known for across the Rackspace space culture by the way you and i met at Rackspace. <laughs> yes <laughs> but getting to know you and reading your book Showed us the other sides of you, that context and restorative piece. And by the way, this is a great book. The cilantro diaries is a great book for. Thank you. (laughs) Well, not just that. I was gonna. (laughs) Oh, sorry.
0: Period. It's a
1: great book. It is a good book. A great book for recent graduates. When you say,
0: yeah, you know, when I was writing it, I had, I I had one of my nephews that just joined the navy. Like I had him in mind Hmm. because I went, I need to give him something take with him and then my other nephews are about that getting into the workforce age and so i just thought to myself i really want to save them the pain all the pain that i went through and so that was kind of my urgency was i had a very specific audience in mind but i knew if i could hit it if i could if i could hit it for them i could hit it for other people and i think that's what's really happened is people go oh man i bought this for my son or my daughter or, you know and i you know uh, had a guy that said i called a family meeting as soon as i read your book and i was like what? And I just thought, oh my gosh, I should have taken it more serious.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I think it shows the personal journey you've taken through your context activator. So follow me for this for a second, but your context was constantly looking for backstory or wisdom, so to speak, right? right. And your activator is gunning, right? I want to be a director. I want to keep moving. I want to be like the next step, growth, growth, growth.
0: Or, you know, to the restorative I'm constantly looking so I can fix the problem I'm dealing with right now, you know, whether it was, you know, I'm in my current job bagging groceries or being a director like I part of my context was I need to read a book for the context to solve the problem I'm in right now and then, oh, it works. And then I'm so happy when it works, I have to tell everyone, look,
1: it worked. <laughs> and I love it because you put it all into a book. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, in your book, you did talk about strengths in several different contexts. And the first way you introduced it is what, probably the way that you're known best in your book is about the idea of a personal board of directors. Mm. So let's just talk about that for a yeah. moment. Yeah. About how, you didn't talk about strengths finder language per se. You just talked about strengths in philosophy or strengths in, um, in general. Right. right, And so when you're thinking about your personal directors, why is it so important to select your personal directors based on their strengths and not just because of who you like or who you yeah. admire?
0: So when I was writing the book, I was also listening to the audiobook of Walt Disney. And, uh, and it was so cool. And actually, I'm so glad I get to geek out with you on this, because when I was reading his book, I could start picking off Walt Disney's strengths. Based on descriptions that people had of him, there was one you know uh, so ideation, that guy, I mean as we can probably tell, he was, yep. oozed ideation. Um, he was an ideation machine, he was a um, uh, he was a futuristic guy, so he had futuristic guaranteed. Um, he was also command. I mean like he I could start picking off these strengths um, and I but I realized that when you read his book, without a partner, he would have been homeless. I'm convinced of it. He had no business acumen per se. Like, he, like, and actually, he had no desire to do business. He wanted to create. And without his brother, Roy, Roy was the one that went and got all the money, you know, made the business this business so that his brother, Walt, could do all this crazy Mm -hmm. stuff. And so when I was reading that book while I was writing my book, I thought, you know, it just so happened they were brothers that had compatible strengths, but they needed each other. I mean, they could not have built that company without it. And I thought this is very similar to my personal board of directors. Is it the people on my board, like Dax who you know, you know, um, he has he has strengths that I that actually I would be uncomfortable with myself having them. But because he has them and I trust him, I feel safe in their presence whenever he has a problem his command says we need to deal with the problem right now and oh i'm so passive aggressive i will avoid it i'll do anything i'll do anything to not address it and this is why dax is my best friend is it nope oh, we're gonna deal with it right now and i'm like i don't want to deal with it and so to me you know i think that when you're and, and when you're in when you're tackling life you have to go find those people that that finish the puzzle right and i think that's what is so beautiful about strengths mm-hmm.
1: Did that answer your question? Heck yes. I love it. So, (laughs) you know, you painted a picture for me in that story about finding someone. You get to be who you are and find someone that you're not. And then don't try to become them. Right. Just put them in such a circle of influence in your life that they get to speak into your plans, your career. That's exactly Your pathways, whatever you're going, what direction you're going in. and And you give them authority.
0: Well, and also, too, I think that the people... I, I, I When I was at Rackspace, as you know, there were so many freaking smart people at Rackspace. And I was just so overwhelmed by the sheer number of brilliance. And so I would just have all these crushes. Like, I had all these intellectual crushes. And that guy I talk about in the book, Brian Thompson. Yeah. I mean, he was just so in control of the emotion. My woo is like riding a bull. You know, like, I mean, I'm, you know, can I stay on? And he was in control. He knew he did not waste words. And he did not let his control; he did not let his emotions rule him, like I feel like I did mine. And so I had such a crush on him, and I went, "I'm never going to be him, but I want to sit close to him because I want some of his that that to rub off on me." And then, but then I got the next best thing, which was we were roommates for a brief time in London, and so I got to draw from the well, and then I got to become his friend. Then I got to call him for advice. And that is, you know, I think part of the strange journey is that I could not be him ever. But if I invited someone like that into my circle, man, am I going to make better decisions?
1: That's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to use a tool like yes. strength to yes. think yes. about how Absolutely. you round out your board of directors. There's another example in the cilantro diaries when you talk about strengths and you talk about it in the team context and I would even venture to say that it works culturally but you say this that teams need a shared language mm. and strengths can be a shared language tell me more about what that means to you
0: yeah I think that to me um, I think that when you have a shared language it's almost like being invited into a gang and you go like it's it's almost like the uh, secret decoder ring. We ha- we have this thing that you if you're on the outside you kind of you don't get it right, you know. And what I love about strengths is that I think people like to be a part of a club. And so when when you have the strengths language and you meet someone that has it, you instantly boom boom. But but I think that to me, um, uh, I forget the book that I read, but there was a there was it was a it was a, it was a leader that Rackspace brought in for one of our our offsites and he was talking about how the brain is not designed to be diverse. Do you remember that? Steve. Steve, okay, I need to write his name down later. So, but do you remember that talk? Yes, diversity. Where he was was like, uh, all the accounting guys, raise your hand, they were all together, and he said, our brain does not design for you to sit next to someone you don't know. Your brain's trying to find what you already know. Yeah, Save energy. Save energy. And I think that to me, what happens is that um, when you have a shared language, your brain works less, right, because if I walk up to a complete stranger, especially at Rackspace, where everyone I met was smarter than me, or I I felt like every other person was way brilliant. And so to approach an engineer that's working on the Sony account and ask them for help was way hard. But if I had their strengths and I go, oh, you're an activator, I'm an activator too. All of a sudden, right out of the gate, it's so much easier because we had a common language. like you know the, and it's so it's so funny the little things in the human experience that help you that help you get things done or connect, I think it's about connection that help you connect with another person. And I think that just having something like strengths gives you the edge. And so to me, I think it's one of the powerful things that you can deploy in a team. and and when I was early on in my in my HEB days, you know, when we had all these these little languages that we spoke in the back, that was really our version of a shared language. But it wasn't a helpful language. Like, we didn't learn anything from it. Whereas we got the strengths, so I was like, okay, this is actually awesome. And I, like, know myself better.
1: <laughs> For those who are listening, H-E-B is the number yes. one store. The number, the number ex- one grocery store chain mm, yes. in Texas. Yes.
0: I, yeah, I would say, sa- uh, actually, they're in Mexico, too. Are they in Mexico? Yeah.
1: Good. Kids never want to move there. They're there. That's, yeah, they're that's good If you ever go to Monterey, they're there. I love H E B. In the cilantro diaries, you say something like, "Both life and work are a team sport, and you become a force of nature when you do it together." Man, that's a strengths quote in my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't say anything about strengths in it, but when I read it, I highlighted that baby. And uh, you know, I want I want to know how has strengths helped you create a team for both life and work.
0: Well, I think that, um, you know, um, I know that one day you'll have Graham on your program. And uh, I think that quote is, a lot of it was influenced by him. And when I started working for him directly, I just, I've never seen someone use strengths in such a steroid injected, mm-hmm. supercharged, you know, it, it was just amazing how he didn't do anything by himself. Like when I, when I pulled back the curtain, he did nothing by himself and before he did anything he consulted with someone and that someone was always someone really smart, but had their strengths were in that area he was about to dive into. And I just thought to myself, you know, I always thought very naively, Graham's so he's brilliant, but I always thought he had all the answers and he had all the experiences, but what he had was this amazing network of people that were almost like he would, you know, this is a bad example, but it was almost like the, the most, The most amazing bug collection of human brains of all human history, and he could just pull out. This is you know, but you know he was he's always so giving with his knowledge and so sharing, and so you want to help him. And I think that to me, when I say when I say you know, life and work are a team sport, and if you do it together, you become a force of nature. It's because I first saw him as this force of nature, and then when I realized this was the greatest tool in his toolbox, partnering with people whose strengths complimented him to achieve the amazing missions that he wanted to achieve like a billion dollar company or buying an old derelict mall or changing a dormant downtown you know into this thriving tech scene and those are all things that he used strengths for which is just amazing to me
1: yeah yeah i was once in a meeting with him and he was asked the question by another person in the meeting uh, do you require everyone you work with to take the strengths and he, take their strength finder, and he said. Uh, no, I don't require it, but I don't I don't work with anyone that I don't know their strengths. Like <laughs> he just sort of reversed it. And I'm like, yes, like yes, he doesn't require it, but he's not going to do work with you unless he you knows your strengths.
0: That's so Jedi. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Well, and also, you know, when I first started working with him, uh, we were we were debating something, and he said, "You need to read this book called The Power of Two. Mm. And he said, "This is one of the top five books in my career." And so when I read it, it was about you know I think the I think the 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 um, the subtitle is Making the Most of Your Work Relationships. But it's about, it's basically a profile of the most legendary duos in. Uh, in industry. But there's like, there's two guys, you know, it was a basketball team, you know, I think it was Karl Malone and John Stockton. They were one of the case studies, Hewlett Packard. So they have these really great examples. And I think that Graham probably read that before he found Strength Finders, because I think the power of two kind of points to it. The whole notion that you got to partner with someone. And then I think Strength Finders gave him almost the, this buffet where all of a sudden it unlocked this cheat code for everyone around him and then he knew now how to he knew now how to leverage the people around him for the right type of partnerships
1: absolutely you know i think he's a perfect example of someone who who may not know him may point to him because he's in he's in the news he's a philanthropist he's an investor so he's in the news he's a mover and shaker you might point to him and say well he's a lone wolf right and there's really no such thing as a, a lone wolf that's
0: exactly right that couldn't be further from the truth To learn more about Kathy Kirsten, visit her website, kathykirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-E-N.com. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Geekta Media in association with Gameday Media Enterprises. Executive produced by Lorenzo Gomez, John Garcia, and Michael Argent.